0: The effect is sponsored by Wallstreetwindow.com and listeners like you. And now, and now the, most, the most underrated voice in all, in all media, Chuck O'Chelly. Ugh, what the hell? You know, August 30th, 2021, <laughs> allegedly according to that thing we call a calendar, I just I just absolutely smashed my knee when I was playing the intro to the to, to, to the show. No kidding. Anyway, uh, it is Monday, Moonday, and now I forgot everything I had in my head, because all I can think about is that I just bashed my knee. But do you care? Probably not. (laughs) It's Monday. (laughs) Oh, God. Anyways, if this is an indicator and this is a mood setter for the show, hang on tight, baby, (laughs) because this is going to get weird. Anyway, first hour, Hesher, Alternate Current Radio. Uh, AlternateCurrentRadio.com. You see, see how I can't concentrate? Great. Wonderful. Anyway, uh, second hour, B. Pete will be with me. And that's an unusual thing because normally he's the co host for Friday nights. But Terry Tapp uh, suddenly had an issue with his voice and asked me if he should come on and, you know, struggle. And I said no. So um, it gave me an opportunity to bring B. Pete on and address all the negative feedback from Friday's show. Um, and, uh, and a few other things, including some local news, et cetera, but you're going to have to catch all that in the second hour, because in the first hour, the guy who I keep doing this thing with, uh, called Metal Masterpiece Theater, <laughs> and I haven't released my version of it yet, um, I, I, try to, like, wait for Hesher to release his first, if I can, uh, and it comes along with a whole DJ thing, he plays music, does his whole Hessian session over there at Alternate Current Radio, and uh, I, I just released my recording of the uh, story time, so to speak. The phrase coined by Ruckus Among Us, the man over there with the Daily Ruckus at Alternate Current Radio. He came up with the idea of Metal Masterpiece Theater. And this week, I tell the story of the battles between the skinheads and the long hairs in Jersey. Uh. <laughs> So if you don't know what that is, you might want to tune in because it's an interesting story even if you don't care about the subculture or care about metal. And as a bonus, you get a retrospective on a, um, well, a, a, a formative and, and, and uh, important band influential in the uh, Jersey death metal scene. Anyway, I'll leave it at that. And uh, I will be releasing it either later today or tomorrow uh, from Ocelli.com, which it'll only be in the Patreon or members section, not out there for the regular podcast, but almost every Monday, despite last Monday we didn't do this, almost every Monday I get together with Hesher and we cover whatever the hell for either one or two hours and you never know what it is. So here we go. I have no clue about anything and anything I had in my mind to talk to Hesher about has now been uh uh dislodged <laughs> by smashing my knee. Anyway... Enough out of me, uh, my 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 dirtbag brother, and I say that with all the love possible. Uh, which, you, you, if you heard Sunday's show, you might, or Saturday night's show, depending on your perspective, um, you, you might know where that comes from. And, and he's not offended that I just called him a dirtbag, because guess what, I was a dirtbag and still am, and <laughs> I even talked to, to on that show about this concept of the uh, the nesting dolls of dirtbags. Which is hilarious too, because literally I thought about it too afterwards. It made perfect sense. If you got a guy who is five foot eight, and then you have another guy who's six foot tall, which is exactly four inches taller than the last guy, and then you have another guy who is six foot four, you literally have like a, a set of steps there of heavy metal dirtbag looking dudes. And, um,. <laughs> this was uh two of my friends we were really close for a little while and and somebody once said that it's like rushing ne- Russian nesting dolls if you don't know what that is where they put the little doll inside of the other doll inside of the other doll and they all look kind of the same there it is oh is that a weenie dog
1: oh yeah <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh man anyway we we both own weenie dogs we're both dirt bags. we both appreciate heavy metal but that's not going to be the topic here anyway I've talked long enough Hesher how you doing brother
1: Hey, man, I'm hanging in there. Uh, that that was it's funny, man. It was funny, not funny. One of those funny, not funny things before the show. We were on the back line there, and, and Chuck had just lit it up, and I was hearing the music on the stream, and then just barely through the music, I kind of hear this, Ow! Hurt! <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, Uh
0: oh. <laughs> well, <laughs> yeah, nobody else heard that. Uh, a- actually, <laughs> I, I, I exclaimed an expletive that I wouldn't normally use on air. Uh, <laughs> just yeah I curse when I get hurt, and I curse a lot actually off air but uh try and control it when we're on the mic but anyway, well, you know, yeah how
1: when the, you know when there's music coming through for anyone out there that doesn't know when we're producing these things, usually on the back end at a certain point if we if we put each other into the stream or whatever, you can hear the music come through, and music sounds terrible when you're on a, a you know a skype call or whatever, and it'll like chop out parts so it was just like it chopped out when you said the expletives so it was like the music popped in and it was just like that part all I heard was music and then it was like that hurt
0: <laughs> yeah if, if if you don't know I mean look a Skype is not designed to carry music and uh, it, yeah. it, it, it's like you have um, in the old days you would have had a broken speaker where you know certain parts of the music just totally drops out to some sort of noise and yeah, uh, yeah that's it that, that's what it sounds like. And, uh, so our, our monitoring is not, that's the other thing too, is I've had people where I do a show with them and they're like, Oh, that music sounds terrible. You're going to have to fix that. And I'm like, no, that's just the way it sounds to you on the Skype. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not
1: recording that part.
0: (laughs) That's not being, that's just for us to hear it so we can monitor it. Uh, you know, the same, same way I have extra loud in my headphones, my own monitor. So, I, I, I'm a glutton for punishment I hate my, the sound of my own voice but it is loud as hell in my head as I yeah. speak to you um, and it, it, it's just so I'm constantly like aware of how I'm speaking uh, which is probably not good for me mentally uh, but <laughs> it's it's uh, you, you know a necessary evil to uh, keep things under control um, yeah,
1: yeah it is as long as you don't have a big like latency if there's a latency in there and a weird delay it really messes with my head but if it's if it's low or no latency I'm, I'm in there i'm doing the same thing
0: now mine look a lot of my stuff is set up based on the idea that i was a musician so you know i i have instantaneous monitor so yeah. as i speak i'm hearing myself in my own speaker uh along with you and i can you know kind of get a, a, an idea of the clash and the difference between in case something shifts while we're speaking uh i can change something up because i'll be like hmm I am louder than you. I should fix that, and I'll balance it, you know?
1: Right, right. Um, Yeah, because a lot of times people get into it, and then they start leaning back away from their microphone or whatever. But, hey, anyway, this is producer talk. Get back to the show, man.
0: Oh, yeah, right. (laughs) Thanks. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, so I was asking what was on your mind. Of course, we we did have a good time, and and now it was supposed to be an hour long, but seems to be drifting into uh, way over an hour, (laughs) the Metal Masterpiece Theater. (laughs) Uh, partially because I won't shut up, um, but also because the stories look there's questions, and that's the other fun part. Is like we, we both do these stories and we're sw- swapping back and forth. I, I think you're not committed to your next story, but uh, but who knows? We'll, we'll get something good out of it next week. Uh, oh yeah,
1: yeah, I'm, I'm honing in on it. I'm still thinking about it, but we'll we'll come up with a with a good concert tale for next week. And anyone that uh, actually while we're talking about it. I, uh, I have a little bit of work to do. I need to carve out a section on the website for just those sections of the show. And I think for the last several shows, I need to actually pull, the, extract them and put them in that proper show bucket. You know, give it, give it its own podcast name and stuff so that it's really easy to find. Because the last few episodes are a little bit buried in the Hessian session right now. So I'm glad that you're going ahead and putting them out to your patrons and uh, we'll get those up on, uh, on AlternateCurrentRadio.com uh, very soon here. We'll get, we'll get into a workflow with it.
0: Right. And also, uh, you know, we're, we're gentle with the language, but I don't necessarily follow the language restriction that I do on this show during that. <laughs> so, Yeah, we've done
1: pretty good. It's, it's been PG-13, you know. It's, it's safer than Netflix if you take the content away, like Gigi Allen, you know, peeing on people and grinding their faces.
0: Yeah, no, there, there, there's that, and you know the, uh, the, the rather lengthy section on the discussion of, uh, you know, what, what would be the medical term, microphallus. Um, oh yeah, yeah. You and know, there was
1: the whole like the way we referred to the gentlemen's clubs. I don't think we were using that term quite.
0: Yeah, no, fair enough. Uh, so yeah, it's it's a little PG thirteen, maybe, <laughs> you know, may, maybe a little further sometimes, but eh, not extreme. It, it's I really, it's still I really don't
1: see anyone under the age of 13 uh, being interested in it, quite frankly. So I don't think we have much to worry about.
0: Well, you know, if they were, then they're probably prepared for that language. So anyway... If,
1: yeah, exactly. They're at the right show. If they're digging it, stick around, because uh, we'll, we'll keep it straight and narrow. It gets a lot worse.
0: Yeah, and, and there are way more... I mean, I know you and I are both thinking about, like, what is it that I should share publicly here? Because... Guaranteed, you and I have stories that are not PG thirteen, are not R rated, are definitely uh, <laughs> you yeah. know, out there, <clears throat> yeah. um, and for various reasons. Anyhow, look, all that aside, man, what is on your mind on this Monday? I mean, open open field here. You and I don't uh, don't choreograph this show either. Uh, as a matter of fact, that show is more choreographed because we usually pick a topic ahead. Uh, But uh, here, nope It's just uh, free verse So what's on your mind today, brother?
1: Uh, Well, I've kind of been Just, I don't know if I should say I've been uh, hawkeyeing the headlines Or avoiding the news I'm not sure which of those would accurately Describe Mm. what I've been doing Because I feel like I have been in the threads I do know some of the uh, Macro stories That are going around right now And some of the Uh, fringe stories that are going around right now definitely following a lot of the medical tyranny stuff um that one's always on my radar of course but yeah this week uh actually on sunday uh we took the day off for sunday wire so patrick could take care of some personal stuff and um I was like, I considered anchoring the show, but I took the opportunity to, to take a breather myself because mm-hmm. I'm feeling a little bit uh, behind right now, and uh, all the news I saw that day and the night before was like a little bit uh, just way too dark. You know what I mean? Like, I and I try to keep a, I, I try to stick with the um, the. Th- uh Patrick's style you know what i mean like mm. i'm pretty loose on boiler room uh but when i do sunday wire i try to you know try to anchor it the way that the show should be anchored and i mm, don't like course. to get into rants and stuff like that i mean i will but you know not quite as unhinged of a rant as i might go on on boiler room but i mean i was seeing like uh, for example, a woman uh, has her, her child taken – or woman loses custody battle because she's not vaxxed. And I'm seeing, like, uh, Taliban flying around U.S. helicopters, uh, hanging people off of the skids. Mm-hmm. And uh, looking at, you know, what's uh, some of these new bills that are going to be passed in California – and it was just too much, man. I was just like, this is just all bad, bad, bad. Well, let, oh. me,
0: let me ask you your take on a couple of headlines over the past couple of days, then, that uh, that are definitely standouts from the, who are we going to blame for the disaster in Afghanistan? Uh, yeah. You know, yeah. which, look, I, I am not a defender of Joe Biden, and quite frankly, we're we're seeing exactly why. An administration run by you know people like Tony Blinken is uh is clearly not quite competent to handle stuff like this, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and and Biden himself. Now, you know, I i don't think he actually knows exactly what's happening. I think he's taken advice from whoever it is, and it, it, it just is what it is. Now, on the other hand. He's actually pulling us out of Afghanistan, which I've never known anybody that I considered to be rational to not say we should get the hell out of there already a long time ago. But it's still a mess. So I, I want to step back away from all that because I'm I'm just I'm, I'm exhausted from the stupidity on, on every side of the equation trying to break that down. Yeah, Seriously.
1: me too, man. How how the hell are we supposed to sit here and? And, like, participate in the power politics when the power politics are right now telling us that NATO, led by the U.S. in this case, after 19 years in this country, Mm -hmm. were just defeated by the cave-dwelling goat-effers. You know what I mean? That's what they convinced us these people were. Yep. I don't buy that for a second. That is a Absolutely stupid, false narrative, and they—you know—we've got CIA head going over there and meeting with them. Well, this duh. is <laughs> utter garbage. This is utter garbage, and well, I understand the power politics of it, but the whole framework is garbage.
0: Well, and you know the thing that I'm waiting for is the after-action report regarding really the, the the corporate buyouts, advantages, and uh, raiders that are going to go in there in the financial war area, okay? Because that's right. what it's about. At the end of the day, the, 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 you know, the war on terror, and, I, I'm, I'm, I'm really, I, I just don't want to throw up in my mouth, okay? I, the, the thing is, this is going to be about the exploitation of resources and people, as per usual, because welcome to planet Earth, okay? So, however that's going to go, the Chinese are going in, the Russians are going bum- to, you know what? Really, just wait and see, and then <laughs> figure out for yourself what that's going to look like but I'm sick of it. So a couple things Seriously, I want to run
1: dude, by uh, you. Sorry to interrupt, but before yeah. we move on, let me let me just throw a couple numbers out there while we're on it, all right? Sure. The ta- the Taliban's new arsenal consists of over 22,000 Humvees. They have 630 some uh M1117 personnel carriers. They have 155 mine mine proof vehicles. They have Mm -hmm. 169 armored personnel carriers. They have 42,000 trucks and SUVs, 64,000 machine guns, Uh, 162,000 radios. They have 16,000 pairs of high-tech night vision night goggles. They have 358,000 Thousand assault rifles, over 125,000 pistols, and over 175 pieces of large artillery. And you can't, there's not any amount of freaking news that's ever going to make me believe that that was just like, oops, we're going to just have to leave all that. That is utter garbage. Anyone that buys that is missing the
2: point.
0: When when people say, oh, look, the Biden administration is so incompetent that they armed them, I'm like, uh... Let me counter this. <laughs> this, yeah. A, did not happen uh, over the course of the past couple months. One. Yeah. Two, this didn't happen accidentally. First of all, in every conflict, the U.S. leaves... Let me let me make this very, very clear. In every conflict since World War II, the U.S. leaves behind hardware, equipment structures everywhere they go. Now, as for whose hands it ends up in and all that, I can tell you that that's orchestrated, and it's no accident. If they wanted to leave nothing but broken and busted garbage just in Afghanistan, which, trust me, there's a lot of garbage in Afghanistan, too, they left behind. But if that's all they wanted to leave behind, that's what would have been left behind. This is intentional. Yeah. End of story. I mean, and, and that's it. We, 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 no, 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 no. No. Nah. This was intentional, and this was the intent for a long time. It was just a matter of when there was going to be a withdrawal, and this stuff was going to be there. And, in, in, in fact, I promise you, those numbers you just rattled off are not the entire inventory.
1: Oh, yeah. I didn't okay? even go through their helicopters and their fixed-wing aircrafts.
0: <laughs> but, but, but even if you did... I promise you that the reported numbers the known quantities of all these things is not accurate.
2: <laughs> There's oh, <yeah>. more.
0: <laughs> so forget it. I am I'm, I'm I'm so done with it. It's it's beyond r- repair in my head. Wait and see what happens over the next little while. Will there be another introduction, you know, a new a new uh, theater in the war on terror? probably because they're trying to make that case you know isis k and blah blah blah, you know part of your specially balanced breakfast i, I i'm <laughs> you know really seriously and the thing about that by the way just quick stupid aside remember when they used to show us you know everything from cocoa puffs to uh you know cornflakes was part of your balanced breakfast funny thing about that <clears throat> you know if bread and cereal was a category right in food All those specially balanced breakfasts also had toast in them. And I'll tell you something, in all those commercials, it was just something that used to go by, and as a kid I used to say this, and I always got told to shut up. But I would look at that and I'd go, now, if you've already got cereal here, and then you need the bread too, then how much is that cereal worth in the specially balanced breakfast? Because it doesn't seem to be balancing anything, not even its own category. And... ISIS-K is kind of like that. So I'll leave that to your interpretation. you the listener, obviously. I think Hesher got the joke, but it's more than just a joke. It's absolutely ludicrous, and this is going to be, you know, pick a new name. ISIS, doesn't matter. Oh, by the way, Al-Qaeda's back. You know, just saying, even though ISIS was supposed to be destroyed, so I guess they had to put a K on it to say, you know, ISIS reboot. I don't know. I don't know. It's just going to be a justification for what comes next, and I'm still not pleased to think of, uh, about that at all. But let's finally move on, because I want to get your impression about a couple of odd headlines, and I don't even know if you were aware of them. All right. Um, yep. So first of all, you do know that uh, there is now controversy, as they would say over there on the other side of the pond, regarding the, uh, the <laughs> parole of Sirhan Sirhan. Do you know about this?
1: Oh no! Fill me
0: in. Oh, okay. So you know who Sirhan Sirhan is? Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's okay. the 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 is that the John Lennon shooter?
0: No, sir. That would be the 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 alleged assassin, the convicted assassin, in fact, of Bobby Kennedy, RFK.
1: Bobby Kennedy. Okay, yeah, I mix those two dudes up sometimes.
0: Okay, so he was just granted parole by the board.
1: How old is that guy now?
0: Uh, you know, good question. I don't know exactly how old he is, but he was convicted in 1968. So. <laughs>
1: Seven, he's 77. He was born in 1944. Oh, interesting. He was born in Palestine. I didn't know that.
0: Oh, yeah, no. He was considered to be one of the first, uh, you know, American Middle Eastern terrorists because Palestinian. And anyway, there's a whole thing to it. But look.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. Anyway.
0: It's just funny. Uh, w- w- I mean, knowing that now, the, he's been granted parole by the board. <clears throat> Gavin Newsom, who is in the midst of a uh, recall situation, yeah. uh, could could deny it, could reverse and, and just not have him paroled. So he's not free at the moment, but he will be shortly. Now, it was noted by the news media immediately that RFK Jr. and uh, one of the other uh, children of uh, Robert Francis Kennedy uh was quite on board one of them was even present at the hearing supposed to be um and and was all um in favor of him getting his release um because they they felt uh effectively that their father would have wanted it that way by now and the idea that he's been in prison you know more than 50 years um okay there, there's that but then a statement from uh, several of the other siblings because uh, RFK had like eight nine children uh, you know spearheaded by Rory Kennedy which is uh, one of his daughters uh, was completely against it and sees it as an injustice and so on and so forth but um, I was just curious if you had any impressions or thoughts on it
1: uh, I can't say that I do I have more questions uh, is So are there, like, uh, any popular conspiracy theories around Sirhan Sirhan that maybe you you jog my memory about?
0: Yeah, you're, okay, so you're either uninitiated or you have let it go down the memory hole. Um, Probably
1: the latter, probably somewhere in between those, actually.
0: Okay, so as I say these things, they will likely trigger, so let me give you a quick list of stuff. Um, best I can and this is this is not a complete list listeners, so I don't want to hear it, but you didn't mention it uh, anyway the conspiracy theories out there range from he was an MK Ultra controlled shooter a Manchurian candidate of sorts um, the girl in the polka dot dress may have indeed been his handler who is this mysterious witness who uh, some people believe uh, actually gave him the order to go and kill Um, He claimed to have no memory of that night at one point, but his testimony has changed. He has been hypnotized and examined many different ways. Uh, So people have gone into the uh, self-hypnosis, MKUltra angle of this. Uh, There has been the assertion that a security guard named Thane Eugene Caesar, which, by the way, this goes into the wheelhouse of what I believe is very, very possible, who may have indeed fired the fatal shot that killed Robert F. Kennedy, um, Sirhan Sirhan, according to all witness accounts, absolutely was in front of Kennedy. The fatal shot to Kennedy in his head was delivered from behind the ear. But um, anyway, there is all of that. There is the idea that uh, some people believe he may have been firing blanks. I'm not saying I agree with them. Um, I'm saying that uh, there, there are some people that think that there was uh, other motives. Uh, There are others who believe that he was simply a Middle Eastern terrorist and therefore was looking to harm the country. There are individuals who believe that the CIA controlled the entire situation and that they were responsible for the assassination. There are individuals who believe that the FBI may have been involved in the assassination of Robert F. Kennedy. There are individuals who think that Sirhan was part of a greater international plot, um, which, uh, of course, everything linking back to Israel um, even though he is uh, literally a Palestinian, um, there is, uh, let's see what else we got there. There, there is the, the, the concept that there may have indeed been more than one gun in the very tight space. Um, evidence seems to have been disappeared. There is a whole controversy over, uh, exactly how long Kennedy lived and how he was shot, the autopsy, all that um in fact the individual who conducted the autopsy had been at one point fired uh, for basically not going along with the official narrative uh, Thomas Naguchi is his name he's the guy who revealed that uh, he had been shot from behind despite the fact that the alleged assassin was in front Sirhan also wounded several people according to most accounts with this uh, 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 22 handgun that he had and um, and it does seem to me as though he did. He was tackled immediately, though. If you ever take a look at the reenactments, because there are no films of the actual action that took place. Uh, although there is film right before and right after, and there's photographs right before and right after. Uh, you can also see how the uh, Los Angeles County, or excuse me, Los Angeles Police Department, the LAPD, disappeared evidence regarding this, uh, created a uh, a whole special unit, Senator. Uh, commission which was meant to investigate it and eliminate the idea that they would have the same problem that happened in dallas regarding another kennedy being killed um so there is a vast amount of history over the course of 53 years since uh that fateful night in 1968 um so any of that jog your memory a touch
1: oh yeah yeah definitely i've i uh recall little parts of that here and there and i also see it's it's interesting i'm looking at some of his bio right now i see he's this really small stature character five foot five inches uh they note on here that he had had a head injury in a racing accident True. also see mm-hmm. changed his church denomination from baptist to seventh day advent adventist and then uh joined the ancient mystical order of the rose cross so the rosicrucians like that's a pretty strange uh, oh i
0: forgot about that angle yeah well there's the other thing where he isn't really a christian uh but he's being controlled by you know the rosicrucians and all that kind of stuff and uh and and i'm I'm mentioning these as conspiracy theories i'm not stating this is my opinion (laughs) right
1: right we're just going through the list of rabbit holes here
0: right right and, and there are several regarding this um so yeah yeah you're right C- continue on though if you like but otherwise i was just curious about if you had any thoughts on the oddity of that and the uh the timing of it now of course when he was first convicted he was uh, i believe one of those people that was sentenced to death and then when california put aside the death penalty uh just like charles Manson. Uh, he had his sentence commuted, and uh, you know, ever after has been coming up for parole hearings. Uh, well, Manson I mean, didn't make it out. Though.
1: He's he's seventy seven years old, and I would say that uh, any case where you have a laundry list of things like that, uh, one might want to consider that maybe there was a shadow of doubt that should have been looked at, just a shadow at least, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and that he's done enough time I don't know I, uh, it's hard for me to really make a moral call on something like that since there's no way we're ever going to know what happened you know I look at it as just you know people who people who are chalked up to history's narrative instead of actually have their own story you know mm-hmm. it's just kind of tragic in and of itself you know all the way from RFK to his kids and, and right. Sirhan here I mean it's like they're mm-hmm. They're forever stuck in whatever the the CIA narrative is for it you know same for 911 families and
0: well and, and un- everything yeah and unfortunately some people have done no favors despite uh, appearing to have good intentions to the pursuit of the truth here where right. you know like it's brought up in the chat room well wasn't he cited here or there look if you want to delve into that rabbit hole even where he was cited before the assassination have fun uh because look they they got him at gun stores they got him going to uh different temples they've got him going to uh uh self hypnosis classes they've got him doing all kinds of bizarre things and quite frankly if you compile all of these different sightings and places where he could have been and going all the way back to the days when Ted chirac did a a a, a documentary called uh I think it's called The Second Gun. Um, you know, he presents some compelling evidence very early on, uh, you know, w- within the time of the trial. Uh, and, and a lot of that stuff still remains unanswered. Uh, and people have examined the films. You know, th- this is another strange thing where, you know, he's on television and you, you see the infamous photos of, first of all, you know, him saying thanks and, you know, moving on because this was during a presidential election. And he goes into a pantry where, surprise, surprise, everybody's camera's off. Uh, And then a camera flips back on and we get the iconic image of him, you know, bleeding from the head on the floor, uh, dying on film, although he did not expire until much later at the hospital. Um, And they took him to a Methodist hospital and some people tried to make something out of that because he was a Catholic, but it's like dude if you just go and read a methodist uh uh, himmel you'll find out that the methodist church is effectively just something under the umbrella of the catholic church so it's not this huge controversy about that but anyway just saying um yeah there's a lot there and and no i don't even know what to say about it at this point in time uh except that uh you know if there is any sort of doubt i mean how long is somebody supposed to sit in prison and I, I again had this discussion about the death penalty on Friday, just briefly, where I, I might have said some things that pissed people off, but uh in principle I agree with the death penalty. I don't trust the system to execute it. That's that. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um you know, and I find it more humane than long term imprisonment. Quite frankly. It is yes. uh long term imprisonment, you know, a lot of people have this idea, oh it's very cushy and yeah, no um and even if it is no uh in a more lawful morally lawful society uh, long term imprisonment would not even be a thing there is either you fix the issue or you get rid of the issue there there's you know it, it, this is my viewpoint but anyway uh let 's move on because yeah 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 i, I, I mean I think they should be. Uh, I think
1: that, you know, whatever they're going to do with this guy should be an easy decision, and the court should be more concerned with uh, taking care of the businesses and politicians and uh, all the corporations and the bankers that are now doing all the crap that they're doing to us. I think they should be after them and not waste their time on old stuff like this. If they need to get the guy out, fine get him out then get back to work because i don't see anything cool happening
0: now look and here's the thing for people that think oh now he's going to be free and he'll be able to speak and tell you first of all it's so convoluted at this point and now a guy who's in his 70s what 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 is he really you honestly think he's going to offer something new and possibly here's the other thing who knows maybe a parole violation could come into play that guy's not going to want to go back into prison. I don't think he's going to make any great revelations. Uh, I, I, I think it's not really going to produce much, but people are going to talk about it a bit, and probably somebody is going to grab hold of him and try and uh, give him a, a renewed celebrity status if he is actually released. But the only intrigue here to me is whether Newsom will actually do it. Because he could turn around and deny it in order to look like, you know, maybe I, I'm more on the side of law and order than you thought because uh, he is facing recall. And I don't know if that will become a political question or not. That 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 is the more interesting angle to me, believe it or not, in this situation. The research, whether Sirhan is free or not, and what can be learned is uh, I, I don't think it's any more any more interesting unless somebody, you know, records the deathbed confession or the don't-play-this-until-I'm-dead tape with him and we get something new. But even then, um, I'm going to say something that's not going to be popular among my conspiracy culture friends. Sirhan is not a reliable individual when it comes to the statements he makes. So, roll the dice if you want, but, you know, he, he gives indications and I wish he was reliable and consistent, but he's not. So... Who knows what you're going to get out of that? And, and I would not hold my breath that, you know, suddenly we're going to have a brand new solution to the murder of Robert F. Kennedy. Anyways, so moving forward, what else do we got going on? Uh, I don't know if you know this. Ed Asner died.
1: Oh, did he? No, yeah. I hadn't heard that.
0: Okay, so you, now now this this may sound like I'm setting you up for a joke, but, I mean, any, uh, any thoughts at all on Ed Asner and do you remember who he is?
1: Oh yeah. Uh he was uh the, the was he one of the grumpy old dudes on something and uh he I know that he was uh he was into the nine eleven truth movement, wasn't he?
0: Well, see interesting thing about Asner, um you know, very much mainstream Hollywood staple uh for television and movies, but mostly for television for decades. Oh yeah,
1: Mary Tyler Moore, now I remember.
0: Yeah, uh decades. But same time guess what he was more on the truther side than i think you know anybody in television land wanted to admit um you know here's a guy yeah he participated in the jfk movie he participated in uh, you know more than one 9-11 documentary which didn't just swallow the official story uh he asked some very serious questions about a bunch of controversial things that have occurred and at the very least had a healthy lack of respect for the uh, level of truth that would come from the government. And that's a minimal statement I'm making for him. Uh, But, you know, to me, interesting guy all the way around. Mixed, definitely not, you know, full-on like Charlie Sheen having a meltdown on a weekend uh, sort of truther, but, uh, but a guy who seemed to consistently... Uh, push forward for some truth when it came to a lot of things that you know you were meant to swallow as official narratives so i knowed him for that reason i don't really care about his role on mary tyler moore uh but he actually played uh, i believe guy banister in the movie jfk uh you know and that's interesting and he's got a long long list at imdb uh different things he did over the yeah, years Yeah, huge yeah so eh, it's just notable for that reason. I don't think they attributed his death to COVID either, uh, which is a good thing. <laughs> um, yeah,
1: yeah, glad to hear that. No one likes to hear that. Yeah, I I do recall uh, one or two September 11s ago realizing that he was still to that day involved with uh, some, some 9-11 uh, truth movement issues and topics and stuff like that. So, yeah, it uh, sucks to see him go. That I guess that's an old breed. We're not going to see much of that anymore. Nowadays, you come out as someone like that, and you just don't get work anymore. Somehow he was able to keep work most of his career. I find that noteworthy also.
0: Well, if you do, it, it's, it, you know, all right. Uh, like Isai Morales I had on this show a couple years ago. And I, I do you know who Isai Morales is? No, remind me. Okay, so uh, did, you, did you ever see the movie La Bamba?
1: Bamba, Bamba, yeah.
0: Okay, so the Richie Valens story, right? So yeah, yeah. Remember the uh, the drunk, uh, you know, kind of violent brother of Richie Valens? Uh,
1: it's been a long time, but yes, vaguely. And this is really odd that you bring this up because the last time we were uh, we had the pool party show, we were there with our buddy Pat, right? he after that show he was telling me that the first song he ever learned on guitar he learned when he was like seven years old or something like that or i don't know somewhere between seven and twelve and it was la bamba and he he had this long story about how like he just played la bamba over and over and over again so anyway
0: yeah because it would have been the los lobos version of la bamba which was uh part of that movie soundtrack Right, right. Yeah, okay. And, uh, of course, it was a Richie Valens song. All right. Anyways, uh, so he plays the brother there. You ever see the movie Bad Boys? Um, Not... Uh,
1: Is that a Martin Lawrence movie?
0: Okay, not that one. There was one before it uh, with Sean Penn and Esai Morales, where they go into juvenile detention and try to kill each other.
1: Oh, I don't know if I've seen that.
0: Okay, well... It, I believe it was his first big break, Isai Morales. But anyway... Um, oh, I,
1: I know that cover. I just looked it up. I remember seeing this cover in the video store, like the VHS store when I was young, like all the time. Yeah. I don't know that I ever actually checked it out, though.
0: Okay, well, it's a movie that was commonplace to me, um, and uh, I'm, I'm an Esi Morales fan of sorts. He had a uh, uh, an HBO series called On the Brink a couple of years ago. Uh, he's been involved in various police shows, um, he's played, uh, yeah, that On the Brink show, he played the, he played the, the President of the United States. Oh, Um, I know, he he
1: was in that Mission Impossible, oh no, he's in an upcoming Mission Impossible, I know, okay, he was in the, uh. Yeah, I know a bunch of stuff this guy's been in. I'm seeing him. He was on Ozark and Caprica and a bunch of stuff I recognize.
0: There you go. And he, his look has changed over the years, uh, but anyway, if you take a look, I think he's a very solid actor and uh I have always appreciated him, but interesting thing to me is that uh he got called, you know, a, a, a pinhead by Bill O'Reilly. Um and uh Bill Maher went after him, brought him on the show, uh, you know, and he sat there and he, something was brought up, and, and Isai Morales turns around and goes, well, the U.S. government kills people over drugs all the time. Um, and, you know, <laughs> stuff like this. Um, yeah, what about the drug war, Bill Maher? You want to talk about that? And, uh, you know, people busted his chops about his political beliefs. If you check him out online, he's out there talking about, you know, I, I don't vaccinate my kids. Uh I uh <laughs> you know, I don't believe in the system. Uh the the food is bad for you. Uh and in English and Spanish, uh voluntarily just to an idiot with a cell phone, he would sit there and tell you nine eleven is an inside job. Um and yet still has been able to get work. Now what is interesting to me is I don't know if he would have gotten more work if that wasn't his case, but he's been able to survive that. He doesn't feature it that often on English speaking shows. Um, but I sat down with him for two hours <laughs> and uh, you know oh, nice went over some stuff. I mean of course I was like, man, this is great I, I I've always appreciate because that movie Bad Boys came out in like I don't know 83 84 and uh, I was a young you know I was like what 12 um, and anyway that that was that was one of those movies I saw and I was like yeah this is this is a good movie. Um, I, have watched it recently and well, it's not as good as I remember it, but you know, for 12 year old me, that was an incredible movie. Um, and, uh, is a good guy. And, and one of those people who has been able to keep a job in Hollywood, he's, he's constantly working. He's got upcoming projects, um, not the A-lister star that he was temporarily at one point, but, uh, but has maintained and has done well. Um, despite the fact that he holds a lot of the same types, types, not necessarily the same views as you and me, but the same types of views that we would absolutely entertain on any of our shows. Um, so it's an interesting thing in Hollywood. Some people are allowed to get away with it, and some people are not.
1: Right. Like, uh, if you look at, um, like, like Chachi or, you know, my Scott Bayo or, uh, james woods like they are just full-on like blacklisted in hollywood now like they they only exist on twitter as far as i can tell
0: well J- james woods may indeed be blacklisted in hollywood because he's a nutcase um <laughs> i don't a care
1: a nutcase. like Same with randy quaid
0: see but that's the thing it's not about their political views it's about maybe they're just so abusive to people around them that you know that gets on people's nerves after a bit. There have been plenty of those celebrities who disappeared who had no political views. Okay, uh, what about
1: Chuck Woolery? He's he's uh, that way without all the crazy. He seems to be pretty pretty well spoken.
0: Yeah, that's the funny thing, uh, Chuck Woolery of all people. <laughs> you I know, mean, you never know. But look, look, Hollywood is a strange land. I mean, you you know the the guy who used to host the Gong Show claimed that he was a uh, you know a CIA asset. And uh, I don't know if I believe them, but it's a fascinating story. Chuck <laughs> Paris, you know? Um, and indeed, I, I know that, that they have intelligence agency assets that are out there, you know, as performers for sure. I just don't know that Chuck Barris was one of them. Um, <laughs> you know, who knows?
1: Yeah, uh, it seems a little far fetched, but I've heard crazier things. Well, no, so look I for many it past them.
0: For many years, you and I probably heard about you know Mr. Rogers was actually you know a uh, a, a seriously well trained killer. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and, and there are people that to this day will will throw that one at me. You know, Mr. Rogers, he was like special forces, you know. I'm like, oh, God, the the, the the evidence does not support it. That guy, the guy you saw on TV, there, there was a guy with a similar name who indeed was one of those guys. But, um, yeah, it doesn't match up right for trying to make it's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. I'm here to assassinate <laughs> you. Won't you just die? Won't you just die? No.
1: Uh, it, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't think so. I'm not buying that one. I would need better proof
0: right um but but there are people that'll insist upon it anyway uh we've gone into a strange direction and i'm sorry i took up a little bit of time describing stuff to you and asking you about a couple of headlines uh but you know what 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 do you think is rarefied at this point about discussions i mean in the next hour i'm going to get into a local story with bp but uh there's going to be other topics discussed in the next hour so stick around for that one um (laughs) and uh some of it will have to do with the friday show which apparently made people mad but anyway (laughs) so you made
1: you made people mad over the uh the death penalty thing
0: no i wish that's what it was oh Um, okay Okay. (laughs) it's just it's so bad well i'll Um, stay
1: tuned for the second hour so i can get the reveal with everyone else who missed it may have missed it on friday um
0: yeah, well, I, you know, I, the the positive thing is, though, is I got to discover that, that there were plenty of people that I never heard from before that apparently have listened before, so I was like, oh, that's good, uh, but, you know,
1: <laughs> what they had to say,
0: not good, but...
1: <laughs> you uh, like, thanks for listening,
0: I guess. <laughs> it was like, oh, gee, I had no idea that uh, there was this many people listening in this part of the country, because there's like four <laughs> of you calling me all kinds of names, okay then, <laughs> you know... Never heard from you before, thanks, Uh, but you seem to be familiar with the show based on context here. It's not like you just stumbled on it. Um, But anyway, yeah, we're going to... But some people hate listening to me, which I I think is hilarious. And by the way, thank you. If you hate me, good. Keep doing it and keep listening, Uh, because who knows? Maybe you'll learn something and maybe I will too. And uh, I'm all for it. But anyway, Hesher. (laughs) Hey. What else is on your mind with the last, uh, let's see, about eh, 12 minutes or so we got for you?
1: Well, I see that uh, today it's being reported that Robert David Steele uh, has died, and they are blaming that on COVID, and uh, the dreaded Daily Beast is uh, calling him a qanon -er and a COVID denier uh, in the headline, basically saying that, you know, uh, he dies from the virus, so that's kind of crappy to see. Is you know, that the guy someone... from
0: Texas that uh, was kind of organizing people like anti-masking uh, sort of uh, get-togethers and stuff?
1: Yeah, he, yeah. he's the uh, he runs uh, he's got robertdavidsteele.com, dot com, and he's he's like a he's like a CIA whistleblower type of guy, and uh, he's written some books and stuff like that. Been a bit of personality.
0: <clears throat> right. Look, fourth wall, uh, fourth wall break. I know who he is. I'm just doing this yeah. for the benefit of the listeners. Like, I'm aware of the guy. I'm not passing any judgments either way. I, I'm just saying I, I know who he is. Yeah. Same um,
1: here. Same here. I'm about at the same level. Um. But yeah, yeah. That's uh, that's too bad to see the headline go down that way and see his death get politicized. Uh, too bad.
0: Well, I promise you, if they can make a headline out of anybody's, uh, you know anybody's oh, yeah. uh, public persona regarding this uh you know that that narrative is running strong and hard uh to demonize anybody who how dare you you know look at our overrun hospitals which um you know everybody wants to default to the it's a fake it's a fake but i gotta be honest with you the hospitals are more jammed up uh locally here than they should be well,
1: they've got staff leaving. There's like seventy staff members at some places in California that are leaving because of the jab mandate. So, you know, they're yeah. already understaffed, and it's not like they don't have room or the parking lot is full. They just have all these stupid rules now that make the whole system suck. And then they mm. can call it, you know, at capacity. But I've got. Uh, people that have been in a ton of these hospitals messaging me and saying, "Yeah, there's no one here. There was no one here. Uh, so I was there today. There's no one
0: there." <laughs> no, oh, fair enough. But I, I'm literally getting local reports here that there there are hospitals filled to capacity. I'm not stating as to why they are, yeah. but they're telling no, that's, me that's the yeah the angle. That's the angle, <clears throat> that's the mean, angle.
1: It, the, and that's how you know they're doing this on purpose. If if they are gonna make? They're gonna let? They're gonna actually fire seventy people in uh, what was it, San Bernardino or somewhere like that, from the hospital there for not taking the uh, the GMO jab. Right. Well, you know, that's like twenty percent of their staff, and the people that are getting fired are are tweeting and writing letters and saying, "Hey, this is gonna, you know, that that hospital's not gonna be viable anymore with this many people leaving." So it's like a known quantity that.
0: Let me you know, ask you X a question percentage. about that, though. Well, hold on. Let me ask you a question about that real quick, because you know, is it is it fair to call warp speed poison the GMO jab? Because in GMO, you got genetically modified organisms. So my question is, does it qualify as an organism? I yes, mean, genetically modified. You yes. You but...
1: are the GMO. Once it's oh, in you, and okay. once you're creating spike proteins based on messenger RNA stuff that's been made in a biotech laboratory you are no longer a human. You are a GMO product.
0: Gotcha. Okay, no, I, I just wanted to check the logic on that and make sure because I'm thinking to myself the shot in and of itself does not contain an organism technically. It contains parts yeah, of your alleged you're now
1: the patented product. So. Okay. And the other thing um, that I, I found amazing this week is they're now saying uh, that the jab only qualifies you for like 90 days or something like that. So if you're uh, on jab number three, or you didn't take jab number three, especially in Israel right now, you're no longer considered a vaccinated person. So they're already putting people on these trains. They've shifted the goalpost yet Mm -hmm. again. They say it's only valid for, they told us it was safe, they told us it was effective, told us it was going to be two of them, right? Just like the the weeks that it would take for us to stay inside. And now it's three And now it's a a rolling system, just like a lot of people have said it's going to be.
0: And stay tuned as the rules change, because now they're out there, uh, a bunch of them advocating for Don't worry, you can take the shots right on top of each other. So one, two, three, go. Uh, And who knows, maybe we'll go with the fourth one. I mean, after all, uh, uh, booster shots are now necessary. I I, I swear to you, somebody bearing a striking striking resemblance to myself told you this was going to happen. Uh, oh, yeah. the second they announced that they were going to have a vaccination and I wanted to tell you that noting in the chat room um, <clears throat> the individual who identifies themselves as phase shifter uh, works in the hospital system, I won't get into specifics but I do know they work in the hospital system in a different part of the country from either where you or I sit and uh, they, they wanted to acknowledge that you are dead on about the problem with staffing and capacity Uh, But anyway, moving forward just a little bit uh, because... Wait, wait, wait.
1: Before you move forward, just let me put an exclamation point on that. Why in the world, everybody, why in the world would they fire 70 people from a hospital for not taking the jab when there's a 99.99 something percent chance that almost everybody between the ages of one hour old and 77 years old will be just fine if they do the same things they've always done when they had the flu. This is intentional. It's as intentional as the Taliban having a certain percentage of our air force.
0: Well, yeah, and and you know, you know what the answer is, Hesher. Delta
1: variant. Delta.
0: Okay which by the way it's not just at hospitals because delta airlines is uh what gonna just systematically force out their people that don't comply too. this is about compliance and i still say that it is the uh the beta test the dry run for guess what what comes next pretty much like the afghanistan thing where what's the next thing that's going to feed the beast of the military industrial complex since Afghanistan can't do it any longer um yeah that's the way that goes oh by the way it is very profitable for the companies that create helicopters and uh weapons and uh indeed socks um and things like this that get left behind because now they have to be replaced and now they have to be resupplied. And now of course you leave this stuff everywhere. Just 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 part of the business model. One. Two, intentionally arming groups. <laughs> Anybody shocked at that, that the US does that? I mean, if you yeah. are, welcome to Planet Earth. Um and yeah,
1: that's what this was. You know, people got so mad about Fast and Furious and Nicaragua, Sandinistas, all this stuff. Like this is this is that on like a scale we've never seen before
0: oh yeah and fully justified no covert about it you know it's just oops you know let's blame it on whoever you know ends up holding the hot potato at the end of the musical chairs game uh because that that's where it belongs right this wasn't some sort of you know 20 year extended plan in order to profit off of the situation or anything was it nah
1: no, Anyhow. Well, create a whole industry out of nothing? I mean, like, for a pandemic or a war with a concept that, ah, oh, never mind.
0: Or, or, you know, just the telecommunication stuff that's going on. Oh, please. Oh, Apple's going to start crawling your phone. You think Apple's not already in your phones if it's got an Apple on it? Come on. Come on. <laughs> you know. Yeah.
1: All our smartphones are in the same place, way up in our colons.
0: You know, I, I I can't believe that people are monitoring everything I'm doing.
1: Really? <laughs> Welcome to the Brave New World. You've arrived. Yes, it's been this way for a bit.
0: Ah, uh, boy, I would love to just have to deal with the stupid telescreen in the house. Just the one. But anyway, um... <laughs> the Brave New World movie. If you've never seen it, go look at the old black and white one. Just the... the anyway. Um... So, hash your last couple of minutes, what else you got on your mind, man?
1: Uh, let's see. Not much. Just getting ready for the coming apocalypse. You know, getting ready to do some podcasts. Got a lot of podcasts to edit. Got some videos coming up. Uh, encourage people, if they haven't yet, to look up Alternate Current Radio on BitChute. We have a, uh, a new video interview up there that one of our colleagues did very good stuff Uh, there's a trailer to it on our YouTube channel so go to Alternate Current Radio on YouTube and of course our mothership is on Spreaker if you want access to everything Alternate Current Radio just go to Spreaker look us up in the search bar you'll find all of our podcasts including Hessian Session myself and Chuck and uh, these shows I carve these shows out and I throw those into the Boiler Room stream so that all the Boiler Room listeners can catch these shows uh what else all our music shows our other talk shows uh shout out to everybody in the chats appreciate everybody tuning in for the live show and the podcast uh and yeah man that's it it's uh it's always wonderful to be on the ocelli effect with you and uh look forward to this coming saturday if i get a little uh closer of a laser beam on what my topic's gonna be i'll I'll throw you some hints over the skype throughout the week and uh Man, I hope you have a great rest of the broadcast week, and uh, watch those knees, man. Don't be banging the knees on oh, that studio yeah. desk.
0: I wish that was the biggest of my problems. <laughs>
1: <But it laughs> yeah, was watch just... that
0: back, too. Dude. Don't throw your back out, either. Bro. Oh, no, I know, I know. It, it's just the timing of it just sucked, because it's like, I'm about to go live. Ow! Yeah.
1: That's <laughs> always when stuff like that happens. That's when I need to reboot. That's when I stub my toe. That's when my dogs start barking. I mean, there's some sort of murphy's law or a variant of murphy's law that has to do with going live
0: right well look it it wouldn't it wouldn't be us being independent media you know if you have a staff that runs everything that kind of thing doesn't happen uh exactly (laughs) but if you're independent media and you 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 don't make a lot uh you know (laughs)
1: Just saying. <laughs> yeah, it's just open kimono into the studio half the time, you know.
0: Yeah, sometimes. I mean, you know, and you gotta, you gotta, you gotta just do what it is you can do. But anyway, I appreciate what you do over there, and we have been uh, simulcasting over there on Alternate Current Radio tonight, right?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, everybody in the chat, say hi to Chuck, and don't forget to go to Ocelli.com and log into his chat every once in a while. Say hi to Phase Shifter and everybody else.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I will do so. And I appreciate all you guys over there at Alternate Current Radio. AlternateCurrentRadio.com. And if, if you're listening to the podcast of this from Ocelli.com, the, uh, the links to go over there and check out everything. Odd Man Out, The Daily Ruckus, uh, Sunday Wire, Boiler Room, a whole bunch of stuff, uh, Mystical American Patriot Society. Uh, geez, I don't know. Am I missing anybody?
1: Uh, Sunday Wire, UK Column, Global Research News Hour, and a whole bunch of uh, awesome mixtape music shows. And uh, we've got a couple new shows that we're going to be adding soon, too. So stay tuned to the website.
0: And I'm adding some new stuff over here, and we're going to shuffle the deck a bit. But one thing I can guarantee you guys is that if I keep Hesher in the mix, we're going to do that. So that's happening, but there will be changes at ocelli.com coming up soon for the uh, regularly scheduled co-hosts etc but always good to talk to you my brother and uh look forward to not only our discussion on saturday night slash sunday morning whatever it is you want to call it but uh we'll, we'll do this again next week and uh who knows where the uh crap fest that is the news will be or whatever and who knows if we'll even bother to discuss it guess we'll have to find out next week right absolutely Anyway, guys, stick around. The Ocelli Effect continues after a short break, and B.P. will be on with me. No phone calls. Stay tuned. WallStreetWindow.com Gold. Silver. The stock market. WallStreetWindow.com Perhaps you're invested deeply Perhaps you're not in deep enough. Maybe you're thinking about getting started. WallStreetWindow.com Michael Swanson, the brilliant author of The War State, understood these trends professionally for many years, and now he gives you the benefit of his knowledge. WallStreetWindow.com Go there now. Go there now. Go there now.
1: This is James Corbett of CorbettReport.com, and you're listening to the
2: Ocelli Effect at Ocelli.com. The
0: second hour of the Ocelli Effect begins now at Ocelli.com. Of course, you know, depending on where you are, when you are, maybe who you are, I don't know. Could be any time, any place, but I assure you it's just after 9 p.m., about 7 minutes after 9 p.m. Eastern time uh, on the uh, in the eastern portion of what we used to call America here. And I sit in Georgia and slightly higher up on the coast, my normal co-host for Friday nights, B-Pete, is with me. We are not taking calls. <laughs> okay, just saying, we're going to have a little talk, me and B-Pete, and and not because there's a problem between him and me or anything, but two things. One, Terry Tapp had a problem with his voice and was wanting to come on, but I kind of said, you know what, why don't you just rest this week and... i i I can do something much more productive with the second hour than straining your voice um and i love terry and he'll be back on next week okay but uh me and bp are gonna have a little talk because i I gotta tell you i haven't gotten a lot of reaction out of the friday night shows in a bit um until this week (laughs) okay uh this week i got a whole lot of complaints now just to be blunt, I've gotten plenty of complaints before about my co-host, BP, um, who has, you know, he's just a right-wing guy and blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I know that. And I was even aggravated with some of the default positions that BP took about certain things. But see, the thing is, we would have a discussion and then that would be the end of it. And some of that arguing felt a little counterproductive. So... Honestly, I've tried to take it in a slightly different direction. We have a little more fun with the Friday night. We do get into some real topics. It is open to the callers to change things up. And I don't know. I feel better about it. We hit a couple of like, you know, little ruts, I would say. Me and BP for a few minutes there. But uh, it wasn't horrible. It, it, It was just a matter of, well, maybe that wasn't the best radio presentation. And I think a little bit of course adjustment, and we've done fine. And now the Friday night show I'm happy with. <laughs> okay? So, and, and I was getting no feedback, which meant to me that either uh, people stopped listening or they were, were pleased with it as well. Because usually you don't get a lot of, like, emails about, well, oh, that was, you know, unless something was somehow monumental to people, you don't get messages about it. It's just kind of like, yeah, it's another show. And I put out so many of them, look, I don't expect a lot of feedback and that's fine. However, I only had this thing out for a few hours, and uh, I started hearing from listeners I never heard from before, and they were they were they were just irritated, uh, real irritated. and partially my fault, apparently, <laughs> and uh, not just apparently, but I, I actually agree with some of your criticisms. <laughs> Um, I let Glenn repeat his point too many times and that is just boring. If if he's going to make the same point over and over again, I have to guide that better. I take that criticism well. You're right. You're correct. If If you're listening and this is something that you're irritated with. You're right. You're right. You're right. You're right. However... Um, the solutions to this and me just shutting people down and shutting them up it's not something I do naturally I would rather go back and forth let them make their points and not shut things down unless I find it to be a completely toxic ridiculous thing then I try and shut it down and I try not to be judgmental of people's positions because here's the thing, no matter what, anybody that you talk to seems to have a point where they become unreasonable. They have a position that they're so attached to that they feel such a need to defend that no amount of logic, proper argument, reasonable assessment or analysis of that position, will they accept? And we've discovered that quite wholeheartedly over the uh, past few years when it comes to, well, now I'm a Trumpster. So therefore, anything that's said, they dig in, they go after you. Okay, that's an oversimplified thing, but I assure you everybody has one of these red lines. Everybody. I mean, it may be harder to find, and some people have dozens of them, but almost everybody I've ever encountered talked to them long enough. You will find a position of some type that they will defend without reason, without logic. It's, It's just there. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what you say, and it becomes a personal attack on them, the way they react to it. Now, I feel as though I hit a strange spot with Glenn where no matter where I was trying to explain, let's be reasonable and open-minded about something, he could not hear it. And it's not that Glenn's a bad guy or he's got a lot of those. It's just that that's where that landed. So the idea that I spent basically two hours just arguing with Glenn, that's not accurate either. (laughs) But that was also a consistent complaint in the emails and all that. Um, And also, I didn't let BP talk. Uh, But BP just kind of hung back because where was the space? We were just arguing back and forth. And and quite frankly, he waited for the appropriate time to come in, which, you know, they're they're blaming me.
2: I mean, I don't know a lot about Doug Horn's. Um, positions on GF, JFK I know some of them mm-hmm. From some of his stuff But I've not kept up with Doug Horn enough to know You know where he fits On every aspect of it So when when Glenn was Discussing the program that he heard Another person's program um, You know it, it there were, There was Nowhere for me to even really get in the conversation Because a lot of it I had no clue about you know, I had no, I had not heard the program, I wasn't aware, I know who Doug Horn is, I know some of his positions on some things, right. but there was really nowhere for me to get into the discussion because I, I was oblivious to a lot of it. I mean, I had no clue as to, you know, what specifically you guys were talking about when it came to that specific program because I hadn't heard it. I know you had produced it, but, you know, it's like you said, you hadn't even paid a lot of attention to the program itself.
0: Well, it was several weeks ago, okay, and just consider, it you know, once you read, okay, you read a newspaper and it's fresh in your mind, you know the stories from that day. But if you're reading newspapers every single day, and then it's three weeks later, where's your head at? Right. Do, do you recall all of it still? Probably not. So, you know, there was on the one hand, I tried to just kind of go, look, Glenn, not my program once again. And we had already sort of had this discussion, I thought, where I'm like, look, I I can't defend any of this, but if you want to go into details on this, now I have to discuss it. You know, like, I I really wish he would would just take it up with Donald Jeffries because it's Don's content. See, that's the thing. Exactly. (laughs) I, I am not in charge of what he puts on. Believe me, there's a bunch of things he's already done. Almost every show, in fact. Where I I am cringing. Um, But I'm trying to be reasonable about it because, in spirit, a lot of what Don has to say is at least on the same side of the line as me, mostly. Um, and, And it's not like I want people to agree with me. When Dylan was on here doing his show, way more left than I would ever go. And I do mean standard left. Uh, than I would ever go is where Dylan was at, okay? Uh, Jeffrey Matt's show was short-lived, and even though he kept saying he wasn't going right-wingy, he was going right-wingy. That wasn't the issue that that caused me to stop doing his show. But but believe me, that was cringeworthy to me. Being too left-wing is cringeworthy to me. Being too supportive of any of these alleged politicians, any of them is cringeworthy to me. Uh, being accepting just, you know, blindly of, of narratives regarding historical events, all cringeworthy to me. Um, but I'm not controlling the content. And the longest standing guy with me, Aaron Franz, you know, half of, half of his two hours is a performance art piece, basically. Which I find funny a lot of times. And, and the other half is, uh, you know, into a very, like, geek, geeky area of uh, you know Transhumanism And that whole world Of oddness That is you know And, and look and, and Aaron makes some Very great valid Seriously intellectually solid points But he does shows I would never do And So do all these guys It's just that it is all It's all unusual It's not typical and I'm not saying that, you know, I would bring on anything that I thought was toxic. There's a limit. So I don't think Jeffries is toxic. I think his um, opinions on Kennedy assassination research and what is valuable and what isn't. And, and, and by the way, we're going to get an opportunity to hear the difference in our viewpoints. Because guess what? J.P. Satilli is going to take a break from my show, and he's apparently gonna take a break from doing a lot of other podcasts uh, that he does either on a semi-regular basis or on an occasional basis, he wants a break. And I'm not gonna explain that. You can ask him about it. Uh, it's not a personal like you know, point of conflict between him or me or anything, but who am I gonna put in that okay. slot? I'm gonna put Donald Jeffries in that slot. And what you're gonna hear is the major contrast between myself and Mr. Jeffries during that show. I don't know how long he'll last on that Tuesday show because um, it's going to get a little confrontational, which is not my job when I'm being his producer. But I'm going to confront some of the stuff he says, does, guesses, he has, everything on that show because it's now become a point of contention, not just from Glenn, but from other people. I've gotten plenty of complaints about Donald Jeffries already. Um, But see, I don't respond well to people who just want to tell me what to do With my airtime, my network, my podcast resources, I don't respond well. Unless you're a supporter of the show and you make a point that I think is valid. And quite frankly... Jeffries
2: is one of the guys that ended up kind of taking over and running the education forum after Simpkins uh, backed away from
0: it. To my knowledge, Jeffries never ran a forum. Or was, you know, part of, I mean, he was definitely on that forum, and he was acceptable on that forum, apparently, which I never have been, by the way. (laughs) So,
2: I... I know John simply backed away from it. He walked away from it, and a bunch of people took it over. Yeah. And they're for service-based in that, and there's a group of them running it. And I didn't know if if, uh, Don was one of those in that group that took it over and are now keeping it online.
0: Yeah, I don't think it was. I I, I don't think yeah. he was. I think he was involved there, and he was definitely somebody who posted there. But I don't think he was ever involved in, uh, in any decision making or running. Matter of fact, I think he's uh, kind of an outlier among groups like that, um, okay. which which is unusual. And because he's it's been within
2: been within the past year, year and a half, two years maybe. Yeah, I, I'll look. I'll check.
0: Yeah, no, please do. Maybe you'll educate me a little bit, because that, that would be a a, a, a negative uh, mark for him. But generally speaking, I think Don should be heard. Uh, it doesn't mean that I necessarily agree with everything. I mean, look, if I was to try and arrange this so that only people that agreed with me were on this network, I'd be here all by myself. Because <laughs> I, I am always the guy who's got some level of disagreement with everybody, Okay. And not just for the sake of disagreement, it just happens. But anyhow, oh, I want to... Yeah, sorry, go ahead.
2: It's just me you had a problem with.
0: <laughs> well, look, as I said, you know, you, 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 but, but see, I didn't just like go, okay, I'm not having bp on here anymore because he disagrees with me. I, I No, I would rather the challenge, the debate, the discussion, the reasoning that comes in. And occasionally, you and I will actually score a point with each other, even when we're kind of dug in. Where you kind of go, "All right, I got to kind of give you that." Uh, <laughs> you know, there's there there is a give and take first, here.
2: First started this though, I think you thought that we would disagree on more than we actually did. True. Um, and I also think that some of your listeners thought that this guy's so right wing, he will never. I'll never agree with anything that he says and, and I that, think i proved some people wrong on that
0: and that's changed quite oh. a bit a lot, of, uh, a lot of people have said that they're actually really pleased with the back and forth between you and me and, and quite frankly some of them even say it's good to have you keeping me in check on some things uh, which is good yeah. which is good, I'm happy with that but anyway uh, so I don't want to labor on this too much longer because I want to give time for a couple other things here <laughs> I have ideas, um, and who knows? Maybe we'll just run over if we have to. But a couple of things here. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to leave that whole thing alone. But I address, but I'm addressing it head on. Uh, you know what? I don't think I did my job properly on Friday hosting that show, and I should have cut Glenn off sooner. Is what I should have done. But I have this tendency to let somebody speak. I really do. Takes a
2: while to get around to his point, and then in later discussion of the point, he'll start out in one direction, but he'll circle right back to the initial point. That's just the way Glenn is, Um, yeah. And the way that you know he speaks, he does very well. You know, with English as a second language, Um, I think he does pretty good. But yeah, he has a tendency to circle back to the same point later on in the conversation,
0: right and but it, it, and look it's not about the the conversation would be fine but the idea that it's a presentation in a radio show is the problem you got to be a little more concise than that i know i run off at the mouth a bit but it's usually because i'm taking my time and i'm running through a variety of things there's there's a dynamic to what i'm doing um if i'm just repeating the same points you know verbatim people get irritated who wants to listen to this somebody just repeating themselves over and over again I mean some people like it because they agree with it sometimes and they'll go oh I'm glad you kept making that point but quite frankly it's there's, there's no there's no value in something like that to me if I hear somebody repeating themselves over and over again I tune out you know tell me something different you're taking up my time
2: well right. you hear that, I'd call my ex-wife.
0: But, uh, there, there you go. <laughs> you know? So, all right. So before I get to a uh, uh, local news story, uh, just curious if you had any stuff, and I didn't let you speak enough uh, on Friday, too. That was brought up, but uh, as I kind of rewound the show in my own head, uh, I thought to myself that I did not allow you enough space. Um but uh, but I can only take partial responsibility for that because uh, again there was this like need to linger on that discussion for a long time and in fact it went yeah. into the second hour so
2: yeah, like 45 minutes of the first hour was the discussion of that radio program and like I said you know I had so little knowledge of it I really couldn't have added much to the conversation anyway um, yeah. but after that things picked up so uh, no biggie there um, you know
0: Yeah, I thought so. But, you know, one of the people that commented on YouTube was like, oh, this is completely useless. Two hours of arguing over the Zapruder film. Okay. (laughs) That's what it sounded like to you. But here's the other thing. Um, If you're a regular listener and you don't like it, here's what you can do. Call in. Because if you do, you can change the topic.
2: (sighs) That's another thing, too. JF, at this point, a lot of people, you either have an interest in it or you have no interest in it. Mm -hmm. I have found that with people. Um, If they're of a certain age or of a certain demographic, then yes, they will have an interest in it to some degree. Mm -hmm. Some, just a very passing interest. Some really like to get into the nitty-gritty. Others couldn't care less. They don't know who he was, don't care when it happened. It was long before they came around. Nothing like that's happened in their lifetime, and it's just boring to them
0: or even if it was, some people would just dismiss it as, look, man, that's just something that happened. It's not significant, even if they're older. Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Fair enough. But, uh, okay. So anything that you want to throw in here, or should I move on to local news?
2: (laughs) I was cruising through the news, um, earlier, you know, after we had talked just to see what was out there. And you had mentioned that uh, Ed Asner, and I, and I got to thinking, you know, we've lost, we lost a fair amount of people that, you know, were famous last year. Mm-hmm. But we really have been hit hard this year in like August. Um, I pulled up Page Six. Um, I had a, a list of all the celebrities that have died this year.
0: You mean the New and York Post? lost a lot of The New York Post Page Six? They had an article on it. Oh, um okay. And some of
2: them, I mean, Jackie Mason. I did. I never heard that he passed away. He passed away what a few weeks ago.
0: Yeah, you you don't um, remember that?
2: I remember hearing that Jackie Mason passed away?
0: Oh uh, well, you know, I I mentioned it, but it was like nobody bid on it to talk about it, and quite frankly, uh, I I found it to be, uh, you know, I mean, some people were not necessarily Jackie Mason fans, but growing up at the time that we did. You, you, you could have uh, even thought about the aard bark that was out there, right? You remember the aardvark in the ant cartoon that came along with Pink Panther? Well, I don't know, Ant, here I go.
2: <laughs> Jackie Mason, you know? Um. But no, it surprised me, and then I started looking at the list, and um, I was just amazed. I thought, well, you know, this year's been worse than last year yeah uh, no, it's, we're all getting older
0: <laughs> well that's the other thing is when you you know th- th- there's a, a certain point at which and if you remember when we were little you know there, there was this whole man elvis is dead and john lennon's dead and all these people and and they would have the same kind of reaction where cultural you know icons of one or another there were certain politicians that passed away you know in the 80s um that were really important in the 50s and 60s. And people were like, oh, geez, you know. Uh, it It's it, it just the march of time. You know, the one guarantee we all have is eventually, guess what, we're leaving. Um, nobody's immortal.
2: When he was assassinated, I just... I you know I thought I don't understand the amount of fans that he has because the amount of work that he's put out and and the work itself to me was not really that appealing. You know, I thought that uh stuff being put out by by the other three were actually better um music-wise than what John Lennon had put out. And I was really surprised. I mean, I, of course he's going to have fans because he was a Beatle, but I just didn't see him as being, you know, ha- having the fandom that he did. Mm. I don't know. It's kind of a cult thing with John Lennon. A cult thing, Um, but also,
0: you know what? Making broad political statements and, you know, again, being a part of the zeitgeist and almost appearing as though you are inspiring it. um, and, And the full trajectory of really, what, 16 years of fame in America, right? Because they come in in 64, the Beatles... Uh, to America basically right on the heels of the Kennedy assassination and uh, you know through a bunch of turmoil there they are uh, being part of the cultural discussion and then you know the whole Lennon and Yoko Ono stuff and on and on I mean there's something to it that he, ma- he remained relevant in a pop culture sense so,
2: of course he did oh, I just I just didn't think that he really talent wise, you know, deserved the following that he had. He had a massive following, there's no doubt about it. He influenced a lot of people. Yeah. And, affected a lot of people.
0: And you know, I and just fair- couldn't
2: understand that size of, of fandom for someone with as little output as he had.
0: Well, but see that's the thing, is when you take a look at what it is he was doing versus, you know, Ringo Starr during the same time period. You know, he starred in a terrible movie, Caveman, right? <laughs> I don't know if you ever saw that movie, but uh pretty bad movie. Lock.
2: What's that? Isn't that where he hooked up with Barbara? I,
0: I think so, but either way, it's a bad movie, okay? <laughs> and, uh, you know, what else did he do? Uh, yeah, he, he winds up, you know, in, in these uh, interesting all-star groups and this and that, and, uh, you know, and he did some songs and all, but, I mean, Ringo Starr versus John Lennon, you can see why Lennon had the fandom.
2: Um, of course, but, you know, George Harrison up against Lennon any day.
0: Yeah, well, but that's the thing, is what is memorable about him outside of the music he produced, if you're into that. So, Lennon kind of crossed over making political statements and a spectacle of himself, uh, one way or another. So, you know, who, who got the, uh, the marketing award here? Uh, and, and frankly, undisputed among them would be Paul McCartney for Output, uh his attempts to uh you know be culturally and uh you know uh, conscious of many different issues and stuff like that uh of course there are people out there who figure that it's not the real paul mccartney because he was switched and okay um you know there, there's something to be said here about the dynamic of that group and yes i'm well aware of the tabistock connections and all that stuff but you know here we go pop culture is is it is it the symptom or the disease uh, when it comes to things good and bad in the culture well judge for yourself but uh i how did we get on john lennon jesus
2: uh famous <laughs> stars dying
0: oh that's right that's right and and that is something that's happening sure uh but ed asner was interesting to me because uh again he was kind of outspoken in certain ways and uh not saying i'm a tremendous fan of all of his acting but uh you know Relevant.
2: I he was on the Mary kind of show.
0: Yeah, well, there's he, that.
2: He was the perfect boss.
0: Right, right, and and there's that, and he was on a lot of things, um, you know, and and uh, anybody who's into the Kennedy assassination obviously would recognize him as playing Guy Bannister in the movie JFK. Um, but he was also outspoken on a bunch of issues and kind of outside of the mainstream, uh, which is yeah, the only reason...
2: thing heavily involved in. Um... Um, the actors union and that and I mean he had a lot of political positions but right. um, and he saved him for after his his productive years. I mean, he didn't get into it a lot while he was actively working, but he would take the opportunity. I mean if he felt like a position needed to be said, he would say it. I mean you got to give him credit for that. Um, he stuck to his guns
0: right but right.
2: Um, you know a lot of people didn't like his politics that that liked him on TV. And unfortunately, his popularity didn't carry over into the political realm.
0: Well, no, but but fair enough. You know, an interesting guy and I think a unique guy is now gone. So, you know, you, you consider it a loss uh, based on the fact that, you know, there's somebody who was, again, part of the fabric of the culture uh, one way or another uh, for many decades. And yep. um, so there you have it
2: definitely enjoyed his presence on TV.
0: Yeah, no, definitely. Look, I I, I could say I enjoyed him too in in a lot of different roles and uh, stuff like that. I mean, clearly when you saw Ed Asner, though, I got to tell you, I didn't see him as uh, disappearing into a character, but just him being Ed Asner was good enough. It was sort of like Walter Matthau, who, you know, anytime Walter Matthau showed up, he was Walter Matthau, but...
2: (laughs) Every character is the same.
0: What?
2: What's that? Every character is the same.
0: Yeah, every character is the same, but it's okay, you know. Just, <laughs> I don't know. To me, to me, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but it just seemed to me like you know, no matter what. Um, and and Walter Matthau was was you know cool like that to me. But every like time every he showed character
2: up, was uh, was um was was Oscar Madison. Yeah, and that's right. how he played, and he was the perfect person for that part, to me.
0: Mm. Well, what did you He's think?
2: Better, better than Jack Klugman.
0: Okay, that's what I was going to ask. Is what? What did you think him versus Klugman? Um... I think Mathau did.
2: And it was it seemed more natural to Mathow. You know, Klugman to me was Quincy. That part mm. fit him, but for the odd couple, I think the Walter Mathow did a much better job
0: fair enough, um, I was more accustomed to the Klugman version, you know uh but uh but but i but I get your and it is relevant uh anyways, look, I don't want to spend too much time on t v but did you have any other thoughts <laughs> that uh no, I mean, so,
2: then you know the disaster in Afghanistan we're down to uh what about twelve hours left before well more than that as well as at three thirty tomorrow afternoon'll be midnight in Afghanistan, so That'll be it. We'll you know
0: well, that's have strange. out whoever we can Yeah, that's strange to me because uh according to the uh statement that came out from Tony Blinken earlier, uh it's all done. So and and I thought it was midnight already in Afghanistan on the thirty first. Uh maybe I have my time screwed up here, that's easy. But uh
2: how far they had us how far they ahead of us like what six hours? No. Eight hours, something like that. Nine hours, I think it is. They're ahead. Okay. pull up my world clock. But they're ahead of us by nine hours. So three o'clock, our time would be midnight on the 31st, their Mm. time.
0: Okay. So in that case, yeah, so three o'clock today would have been... Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Uh They're
2: nine hours ahead. Okay. Today's the 30th.
0: Yeah, so but tomorrow... At three o'clock our time, it'll be the thirty-first here, and the calendar flips to the first there. So, is that the deadline, or is the deadline at the beginning or the end of the day?
2: Day, from what I understand. End
0: of the day. Okay. No, but see, Blinken made it sound like it's all done already, and as far as their, con- well, yeah, that's that's that true. <laughs> as far as they're concerned,
2: I mean, we, you know, it's it's like. For as much as they bitch and moan about gun control over here, we just left the best bizarre gifts ever for the Taliban. We left them like 16 Blackhawk helicopters, mm-hmm. 20,000 pistols, um, I forget how many tanks, how many uh, uh, howitzers.
0: Well, in the first hour... Oh,
2: it's like hour, 17 hours or something like that. Yeah,
0: in the first oh. hour, Hesher actually read off a list of, uh, 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 you know, the officially published list. And I make two points about this, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm wondering what your thoughts are here, but I'll, I'll repeat my points that I made with Hesher when he brought it up. One is, you know, first of all, regardless of what they say, every time we uh, exit a conflict since World War II there's always stuff left behind number one number two given this large inventory actually it's three points given this large inventory of stuff that's been published my suspicion is it's actually an incomplete inventory and it's larger than this uh what they're representing as what may have been left behind i think it's actually more and my third point (laughs) you take it for what it's worth but uh it it seems impossible to me that this is not intentional. Uh, Did it it happen only under Biden's watch? No. But it seems impossible to me that this is not an intentional, like, let's make sure to leave behind enough stuff that, you know, some sort of uh, reaction will now be well-armed and supplied. Uh, One way or another.
2: I mean, you think? I mean, what do what do you think the purpose? I mean, because that's the point you made Friday. Is you felt like maybe this was done purposefully, Mm -hmm. and if that's the case, what do you think the purpose is?
0: Well, being that it's almost impossible to get a full collection of what the real game plan is over there, Uh, under any circumstances, you know, I I cannot say that I know, but there must be a purpose. Behind assuring that there is a well-armed Taliban, uh, I really feel like, despite all the hand-wringing and oh, they're terrorists, and uh, they may serve a purpose. Now, I don't know necessarily what that purpose is. I think it'll be revealed rather shortly. Uh, you but
2: said I'm- that uh, Taliban is an antagonist to the to uh, ISIS. So, what you think they'll keep them in check? Maybe.
0: See, I think that's too easy an answer, and, and I'm not even convinced this whole ISIS-K narrative is even accurate. Uh, it, it's certainly what they're going to tell us is happening, and they told us initially, you know, look, the Taliban and ISIS, they fight with each other all the time. Well, you know, funny, uh, we, we had the, the suicide bombing, and then, uh, you know, there, there were uh, rockets launched or attacks, uh, you know, on the way out. Uh, all this kind of nonsense going on, it it just seems to me as though uh, the ISIS-K narrative is, uh, is not entirely believable. I think there is a strategic reason for this. I don't know that it's a sound strategic reason, but I, I think somebody has made a calculation here that a well-armed Taliban is better than not. And I don't know who did or exactly why, but I think it'll be revealed shortly why things
2: doing in Pakistan right now? Is there a reason for us to, you know, suit these guys up in some armor and send them that direction?
0: Yeah. See, now there, there's another good question. Notice that that has been absent from the discussion here. Uh, and and Pakistan is inexorably linked to this situation. Uh, no, any way you slice it. So, now they, they're supposed to be uh, what our partner in the war on terror, aren't they? Um, I don't. I never bought that to begin with.
2: Until it comes time for them to actually do something.
0: Yeah, maybe. But but then again, you know, we, we give money to plenty of nations and give support to plenty of nations where it seems like we don't get much back on our investments. So, uh, I, what, what can I say? Pakistan is a factor that, again, is not even really being discussed. It's like they're invisible here in this discussion, which does lead you to believe that that's part of the greater plan that at some point it'll be like, surprise... Here's what's going on. Um, but there's got to be a purpose for making sure the Taliban's armed. Because if they just wanted to leave, you know, burn pits full of garbage in Afghanistan, that's what they would have left. Um, you know, the military... Yeah, they would
2: yeah. drones on uh, everything sitting on the ground and just blowing it to pieces. Well, right. If they didn't want to
0: Right. Like I said, that's why it looks intentional to me. But uh, anyways, I, still, it's an incomplete answer I have, and I admit that, but... <laughs> I, I don't see how you can view it another way. It, it's just, you know, you don't leave that much stuff around. It's Don't you think that there's at
2: least the remote possibility that this administration just blatantly screwed up? Are, I mean, are you completely – are you saying that that's completely out of the question? Well – Because I no. honestly think this was a result of a major, major screw-up.
0: Okay. Um, I take both points, which is, one, yes, there was a major disastrous screw-up directly attributable to this administration. And, uh, you know, I don't know about Biden himself, but the people that uh, are answering to him, allegedly, uh, did nothing but screw this all up. Um, You know, however, all those assets were not placed there during the Biden administration. This is not stuff that arrived there, you know. Right. in January.
2: Right, but you I mean this administration's had since January to get them out. Yeah. They could have found somewhere to move that stuff to or they could have destroyed it in place. Yeah. But they didn't. See, but um, you but, just don't yeah. just don't let what Team Black Hawk helicopters slip through the cracks.
0: No, that's why I'm saying it's intentional. It's just that <laughs> it's I, I don't know if it is solely this administration's intent to leave these things behind, but you know, here's another point. Trump had four years to pull out, did not, uh did not That's accomplish true, it but... and could have moved all those assets so that there wasn't anything again but piles of garbage. Could have done that over the course of I've... four years. Obama had eight years. I'm sorry. What but...
2: Now, now, we went over this Friday, you know, and I made the comment that the, every administration since Bush has had the opportunity to get out of there and they haven't. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, I put some blame on every administration for not getting in and getting out. Um, I put it on Trump for running on getting us out and he didn't. Mm-hmm. And, but since January, they've had ample time to get that material out of there and yeah. then take care of getting our people out, and then taking care of getting the last armaments that we needed with our troops to protect ourselves and get those out. Yeah. We could have gone to a friendly place until they figured out what they were going to do with it, but yeah. they all,
0: didn't. All true, but here here's the reason why I'm saying this, and it's not back on that point from Friday. It's, look, Trump started the drawdown on troops. Trump... Uh, did the deal where he releases the 5,000 prisoners and all that, right? So in the course of doing that, some of these assets could have been thinned out. They were not. And Biden takes over, and guess what? He doesn't thin it out either, even though he knows he's withdrawing. So, you know, both of them, (laughs) nobody looked to thin out these assets, which to me looks like there is a continuity in not being, you know, not extracting the assets, okay? That, that that is continuity. It doesn't mean that I'm I'm blaming Trump for the literal level that's there. I'm just saying that he wasn't making an effort it to. Could have, have been the
2: military was waiting for that directive to do so and never got it from Biden. Uh,
0: fair enough, but they also never got it from Trump. See, th- th- Trump's th- gone. Yeah, right. But he started the drawdown on the troops.
2: I know he started the drawdown. But everything that has been in Afghanistan since Biden got sworn in is on Biden, not on Trump. Let's be fair.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Trump... I'm not trying to take blame away from Biden. I'm just saying to you that the continuity here is that there was not a concerted effort, even though troops were drawn down. To remove those assets, which should have been, along with that effort, so both sides yeah, here but you have
2: assets until the end. It,
0: but, I mean, okay. you
2: would have had to it up there as a as a as a show of force against any possible threat or movement by anybody that was going to move in the vacuum. So, but you know, I mean, that would have been normally that would have been. The, I mean. Strategically that would have been one of the last things you do is start moving those assets.
0: Well, see, I would disagree there. Just, I, I would disagree there because you, you shift these assets. You can still have the drone strikes supporting uh, you know, stuff there without all the helicopters that were left. You could still have uh armed troops but without the excess of what was left
2: error. there. You need the helicopters. So yeah. that would have been one of the last things. They're the easiest thing to move.
0: Okay, fine, but did you need that number? You see, what I'm saying is, this should have been thinned out gradually. I I don't
2: think I needed 2,000 Humvees. I could have moved some of those, but I would have kept the helicopters. And I would have kept the C-4s, uh, or C-140s. I would have kept kept some of the howitzers. I would have kept some of the tanks. Um, I would have kept some of the armored personnel carriers. But the other stuff, I would have moved. All the pistols. Machine guns, the crap that, you know, the, the everyday hands-on weaponry that the troops didn't have assigned to themselves, yeah, I would have moved that. Uh, any surplus of ammo, stuff like that, but no, I would have kept the helicopters and some of the Humvees and things that you need no, for fair, day-to-day mayhem.
0: Fair enough, but as you begin to remove personnel, you should have removed some of these other things. I, I'm just saying. There there was no beginning of it there and then no effort to do it when Biden takes over at all. Uh, Almost as if, uh, I mean, and and here's the thing, you know, I've gotten some uh, reports from individuals who might have been, let's say, involved in the situation very recently in Afghanistan who basically uh, relate to me that there was a attitude among some of the people that were you know working there that um the actual withdrawal might not have been happening like in other words this isn't really going to go down and it was due to the fact that a lot of assets that they thought would have been at least shifted to different locations and uh, pulled out of you know uh, uh easily uh captured areas uh should That's
2: have been right. so just i mean that kind of that kind of goes hand in hand with me saying, you know, was this just a boneheaded move? And I think it was. I think it was more boneheaded than purposeful,
0: I guess. Well, you and I can can disagree on that. It it, it just seems, look, if it's just boneheaded, uh I would be kind of amazed because it, it, it I, I I I hardly see how someone could be that ridiculously inept all along Hello? the chain. No, I mean, look <laughs> at the top, but all along the chain, nobody Nobody offered to do this. Yes. It, it seems like well, you know. We
2: have the, We have no idea what went on in talks between the Pentagon and Biden and his administration. That's true. But who's that he's got in office
0: mm-hmm.
2: in these positions, and the the military higher ups that are associated with him. In cabinet positions and not at the Pentagon. Yeah, I think he had enough idiots around him. They just blew it. I honestly think these guys that he has around him have no governmental experience when it comes to something like this. My they hand. are. They're nothing but ideologues. They're nothing but, but uh, I don't know, slogans and I, I hear nothing you. behind them.
0: Look, I hear you on that to some degree, but there are plenty of well-seasoned individuals who are familiar with this situation that are all along that chain. Which means that you know, I, I just, I have a hard time believing in the incompetence story. I think it's too easy a default to go to when things go wrong. I
2: don't think it, I don't think they cared. I think it was a matter of incompetence, and and the majority of them just not giving a damn. They don't care.
0: You see, but not giving a damn versus well, you know what, let's make this look like an oops and this is necessary for some strategic point here. I mean, look, if you want to go with a a, a really benign explanation, a well-armed Taliban keeps, let's just say, I believe this ISIS-K crap. A well-armed Taliban is now an obstruction to ISIS-K. Strategically, what's that? Buy that. Oh, I don't buy it either. I'm just saying that there could be somebody who did buy that That ridiculousness Uh, along the line here. I don't think it's.
2: By that ridiculousness, they're also capable of being so incompetent as to completely have screwed this up.
0: Well, fair enough but again just to me it, it speaks to a, an idea that it must have been intentional because it's just over the top I, I, if you are indeed correct then we are in as dangerous a situation as we were in under the trump administration as worse. dangerous Well, you see it as worse i see it as as dangerous because i see the trump administration is way worse than you do i think <laughs> but either way I would say that if that is, if you're correct, then there are many, many dangerous and uh, irresponsible things that are about to happen. Um, I I hope you you are are, wrong. I
2: I hope I'm wrong too. But I'm just telling you that from what I see, this is the most incompetent group of individuals that have ever been allowed to have control of our government. Yeah.
0: Well. See, here's where you and I wind up disagreeing. All right. <laughs> so I, I I don't think so. I, I think we have had far worse individuals. I think that this is definitely not the A-team of any sorts. I think that they're bad.
2: I have had far worse individuals. Mm-hmm. But I'm talking as these bozos running the show right now are going to take us down the tubes. Well, we are in for a long, hard ride. I mean, you think the last year and a half has been rough? That ain't nothing. It's just going to get worse.
0: Well, you know, see, it's, it's, I, but Trump and his rotating band of idiots and corporate raiders did not help anything, and we weren't destroyed by no. that. We didn't go down the tubes. I'm just saying, we didn't go down the tubes you, under a guy who I consider wholly incompetent.
2: Um, not some competent bozos behind the scenes pulling the strings because you know Biden isn't.
0: Yeah, but see, here here we go. Now you got to flip that argument. Who's really behind the scenes on Biden's people?
2: I don't know. I don't know who's making the calls. That's what scares me so much.
0: Yeah. See, there you go. So, like I said, to be continued, because I think we're going to see new things emerge here that are going to give us an idea as to which one of us is correct, if it's absolute abject incompetence, or if it's, you know, intentionally planned stuff that is meant to look like, oops, we made a mistake. Uh, I I, I think we're going to find that out in short order and you know the the spin that's going to be put on it is going to be amazing to observe but outside of that uh i i I think it's going to be clear to those of us that are thinking for ourselves me pete very soon and uh and and i would state that uh you know i disagree with where where you think it's going where i think it's going but neither one of us will be proven right immediately i think it's going to be soon though it's going to get a lot clearer as to whether you're correct or not um, is that fair it's, enough? <laughs> it's fair, that's fair.
2: Okay, I'll go with that. I'll go with you on that.
0: Yeah, I mean, look, if we see things, you know, just if we, we see some more incompetent, you know, nonsense go on here, where it doesn't make any sort of logical, strategical sense whatsoever. Again um you know that then I'm then I'm going to go with you we, we we have a serious problem here where a lack of <laughs> coherence and competence are are colluding together to create a disaster but <laughs> um but 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 honestly I I really think that this is intentional and it is part of somebody's plan and as per usual we're going to have to look at the pieces after they fall uh to to figure it out anyhow last couple of minutes here um Unless you got something real pressing, I just wanted to cover one quick little local thing, if you don't mind, because I passed you an article before this hour. Go for it. What's that? Go for it. Okay. So Go for it. So, uh, there's a store just down the street from me, and I mean literally. Uh, and I know I've said this before, but I, I just tell you, uh, there's a convenience store that I, I can I, I can still heave a baseball far enough to hit. Um, so you know, from my yard, no problem and uh this is where me and mrs o go to get you know cigarettes and stuff like that and frankie gets his ice creams from there or a lollipop you know this is where we go a lot it's right on the corner of the same street i live on (laughs) okay at this point um and uh it's a circle k now it was a flash foods anyhow it's um it's robbed on a fairly regular basis (laughs) so i don't live in the best neighborhood um anyway it's uh it's kind of a you know a place where they they know us by our face when we go in there uh we generally know about the personnel coming in and out and they do have high turnover uh some people get robbed and don't come back to work um you know it's just it it's a convenience store in a bad neighborhood okay gas station convenience store um so last night um now i didn't know this but last night i was sitting in the uh living room there with Miss Zoe, and uh there was light pouring through our window (laughs) and i went oh who is like either pulling onto our property with you know headlights or something going on because it was pretty intense and it poured through the living room window i went to go look and see what was going on and there were police like everywhere with uh some of them on foot with dogs and some of them in their cars with the spotlight pointed at people's yards as they were going by looking for somebody uh mrs o decides that uh, she's gonna go down to the convenience store at that time and she can't get in it's all roped off because that's what happens after a robbery they got to go investigate so anyway up and down the blocks here police police cars spotlights dogs apparently uh, a guy went in there with, uh, <laughs> here, here comes half naked news. <laughs> uh, guy goes in there, no shirt on, uh, you know, tattooed white dude. Uh, definitely if I'm not saying I know for sure, but, uh, educated guess. Looks to me like, uh, you know, meth head guy who is not entirely gone skinny yet, but is getting there. Um, yeah. Uh-huh you know, no shirt on and a mask. Now a COVID type, you know, protect myself paper mask around his chin. Um,
2: <laughs> That's <a funny> <laughs> and he's
0: robbing the store with a knife. Uh, not, not even a gun. mask,
2: mask on his chin. <laughs> mask on his
0: chin. Now, look, if you're going to go rob a convenience store, I figured at one time that, you know, you're, you're going to pull up your mask is when you're going to go rob a convenience store. I don't know. Maybe me. Uh, The logic help anyway. Um. So, but this is literally the dude, and and they published the picture right away. And the funniest part about this is this neighborhood search, looking for this guy hiding somewhere. He, I guess, he escaped on foot. Uh, after you know going by an counter and robbing people with uh, some sort of long knife. I really couldn't identify it. Um, you know, may indeed have been a kitchen knife or some sort of small sword. I'm not sure. But, uh, the guy's got a blade in his hand, according to the pictures I've seen, uh, from the convenience store, which I often go into for cigarettes and stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so this was, uh, I don't know, sometime after 11 last night. And according to the article I saw on that, uh, Newsbreak app, uh, the, uh, county sheriffs and everybody else are, you know, putting out a phone number, looking for information on this guy and they didn't catch him. Huh so far <laughs> so all I can tell you is yeah you know I had, I had the shotgun out for a little while in case you know I don't know tweaker guy looks to try and flee from the police and ends up in, in, in my yard um, but uh, no interaction didn't see anything and just spotlights going back and forth past our house and stuff for a while and uh, I guess they gave up and did not discover the guy must have gotten away on foot, no shirt, mask around his uh, chin, not He'll covering even his face. And uh, yeah, so you looked at the article. Any thoughts?
2: <laughs> He'll be back. He got away with it once. Did they, say, did they disclose how much he got away with?
0: Uh, no, the, according to what I read, and I, I have not gotten a chance to ask anybody who was working because I'm usually able to do that or Mrs. Oken. <laughs> How much did they get away with? What they do? They usually tell us, uh, quite honestly. But uh, some small amount of cash he got away with, and that's well, all they would say.
2: Yeah, he'll be back. He didn't get caught, so he figures he's good. He'll hit him again.
0: Yeah, that's usually the case. And uh, most often, it's, it's somebody with a gun goes in there, um, but this was a knife-wielding guy who just kind of went behind the counter and uh, apparently demanded money. And it's a funny thing to me because there's not a lot of cash in these places anymore.
2: No, they drop safe it and they can't access it, so
0: Well, and they I worked like in that business, trip. you know, at one point we went to a, a structure in most places across the country where it's like, don't keep any more than fifty dollars in your drawer, you know, so a guy comes to rob you, you know, depending on if you missed a safe drop or not, he's only gonna get like a hundred and something bucks, you know, generally speaking. There's no gas attendant. See, in New Jersey, they rob gas attendants because sometimes these guys walk around with a lot of cash in their pocket. And, you know, easier access. They don't got to open a drawer. They try and get them out of camera range, all kinds of things. But here, it's just, you know, one or two cashiers. And again, not a lot of cash. Most people are using cards. You know? Uh, I don't know. It gives me a headache, but what are you going to do? and uh, uh, a a beautiful day in the neighborhood as I referred to uh, the Mr. Rogers go ahead sorry I was going to say welcome to the neighborhood yeah welcome to Georgia Uh, (laughs) what can I say you know it it does remind me of uh, one one of the convenience stores that used to get robbed when I lived in North Carolina but uh, this one gets robbed more frequently than uh, the one in Kinston that I lived near Uh, yeah
2: they've done a lot
0: yeah and and it was funny because i mean uh, sometimes they would rob in kinston and they didn't even brandish the gun they just acted like they had a gun and it would turn out they didn't have one uh you know stuff like that usually this store they draw down they got a pistol in their hand at least um i think one guy did it with a rifle once but th- this guy is with a knife no shirt on not even bothering to cover his face even though he's got coronavirus mask around his chin. Which again, I'm still looking at in disbelief most over this, is that why wouldn't you at least pull up your mask if you're gonna rob the store? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's not about if you're coughing, it's about come on, dude. But <laughs> what can I say?
2: Play the part, come on. Yeah, you know, well
0: at le you know, at least act like you're trying to get away with it. I mean and that's the other thing is now this guy's picture's out there. There is a phone number, you know, call and rat on the guy. You'd be amazed at how long some of these guys are out there, <laughs> without anybody ratting on. Yeah. But uh, I don't know. Again, in certain places where I lived, I know that you know you get a picture out there, the snitches are going to get you. You might as well just give up because if your picture's out, you're done. But this okay. guy, so far, not caught.
2: I'm gonna call that crime stoppers number and see if there's a, a, a reward.
0: Yeah, give it a shot. Um, and, and don't anybody get the stupid idea of trying to pin, uh, pin it on me. The tattoos won't match. He has a lot of tattoos on the upper body, and mine are clearly not his. So, uh, see <laughs> so can't pin it on me. Also, his hair is rather short. Mine is not. Um, anyways, so that's about all I got to say for tonight. What do, what do you think, BP? Did we do a good hour here?
2: Oh, we had an excellent hour. Of course, we normally do have good hours, so... Well, there you go.
0: Another one in the books. And BP will be back with me on Friday, barring anything strange, where we'll take your calls. We didn't do that tonight, and I'm glad we didn't. But uh, who knows what will happen on Friday. You can join in on that discussion and change the topic because that's the way it goes. Thanks to Hesher for being on with me in the first hour of Alternate Curve Radio, of course. And like I said, BP, I'll give you the link to his blog and all that in the show notes. But uh, I advise you mostly to tune in on Friday nights when you never know what we're going to do. It could be naked news. It could be confrontations with the callers. Who knows? But either way, it's been fun. Thanks, man. The Ocelli effect is done for this Monday, Moonday, but uh, we'll be back tomorrow, Tuesday, Tuesday, so there you go. Until then, I am merely Ocelli. All of you are indeed the effect. Tonight.